I'm your host, Madeline, and welcome to The Courageous Podcast, where you will hear inspirational stories every Monday and Thursday of everyday people who will share how they found strength, hope, and faith in the midst of adversity. Let's get ready to be inspired. Today we have Elena Rodriguez. She is a devoted mother of two amazing teenage sons, Josiah and Emmanuel. She is a successful entrepreneur, certified coach, transformational development trainer, and motivational speaker. Her mission is to empower women to regain confidence and trust in themselves and become a witness to their own strength as they watch their lives transform before their very eyes. Her signature quote is, healing is the foundation dreams are built upon. I love that quote, Elena. Thank you for sharing it. Welcome to the Courageous Podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me with you. It's interesting because you and I have only known each other a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny how God puts people together. Yes, it is. Right? Mm -hmm. But very blessed. Um, You know, our dear friend Brenda Gomez kind of connected us and, you know, she was recently on the Courageous Podcast. And we just became part of this, you know, little community that she decided to build with a, a few really wonderful, amazing women. And we're all just working together and encouraging each other to just continue to push ourselves to where God is calling us to be. And so very, very honored that that you're with us today. So take us back to that time when you experienced one of the most difficult times in your life. I would have to say my most difficult time. I have been married to my husband about two years and He came home from work and I went to just give him a kiss on the cheek while he was taking a nap. And I caught him right in the process of having a heart attack. So it was the most uh, shocking, shocking time. I had left my job in October of 2018 to focus Mm -hmm. on my business. And he had his own business and was going to support me while I got my business off off and running. And within weeks of me leaving my job, I find him having a heart attack. He was in the ICU for almost a full month. And he ended up passing away on Christmas Eve of 2018. And I would just have to say that whole time was absolutely the most difficult time in my life. Wow, that's pretty shocking. I mean, definitely something that is unexpected. I understand that during that time, you know, you were the one that had to kind of make that final decision to let him go. And I know what that's like because our family went through something similar last year. What was it like for you to have to be the one to make that decision? Oh, it was, you know, it's one of those places you find yourself in that you never imagined you'd ever have to be in, right? And um, I remember constantly talking with the doctors on a daily basis. And I kind of went through that whole scenario, the same I do with my business and with everything. I just, what can we do right now? And what's the very next thing? Like, I didn't want to look too far ahead. Just tell me what we need to do right now. What's happening right now? I didn't want to think worst case scenario, even though I knew it was lingering. And so when the doctors were honest with me and said, you're looking at two things happening, 
your life can either turn into this or it will turn into this. And knowing my husband, he was active. He was only 49 years old. He wouldn't want to be in a state that he couldn't even be off of a ventilator. So I knew the decision I had to make. Here's where it gets a little a little crazy. Because of the holiday, we actually planned it for a certain day and he was deteriorating very fast. And I realized, you know what? I'm keeping him going through this for the sake of everyone else. I was allowing time for people to come and say their goodbyes. And when I had to get into the place of what's really the best thing for him, Mm -hmm. I felt empowered. I felt empowered to make the decision, even though it was excruciating, I knew it was the right choice. So I just leaned on God for strength. And uh, that's, that's the only way I knew I was going to get through. I mean, I can't even imagine going through something like that. Uh, But you're right. It's almost like something natural just kicks in and you just look at that specific thing and kind of hone in and realize, okay, what needs to happen right, right now and what's the best thing for him. And I think that's the only thing that you can do at that time. So once you buried him, what was it like in those first few weeks, knowing that he wasn't coming back, you know, mourning him? What were you going through during that time? It's kind of odd because my faith is so strong that um, I think I lifted others through the journey (laughs) more than others felt like they could be there for me. Because here's the way I looked at it. God does not make mistakes. And I knew that this too was happening for a reason. I talk about the time of him being in the hospital I actually was thankful to God because it's like he laid the whole thing down gently because the magnitude of the heart attack really could have taken him right then. So to have that whole month to just process what is happening and through that time, you know, I stayed in the hospital for a whole week without even coming home. And then I knew I have to come home and I have to get some sleep and then I can go back. So I almost transitioned on how was it like at home without him, could still go see him. So that moment when it was actually done, Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, when it was actually done, those weeks following, I just felt like, really, what just happened? What was all that? So shock. Right. So shocked, I think. I really just prayed to God every day. That's that's the only thing that I know allowed me the strength to get up and carry on and push forward and shower every day. I mean, you you just you have to fight for the strength. And it was just discovery. Every day was a discovery and learning. And I just had to be kind and gentle to myself. Good. I like that. That is so true. Sometimes you are doing for everyone else naturally, right? That's it's our, our human nature to want to just serve, serve, serve and make everyone else feel good and comfortable. And it's so important when you're going through something like this to really just take some time to take care of yourself so that you can be better and you can be stronger. And so you mentioned that before your husband passed, that you had decided to kind of venture out on your own and start your own business. And so you know, what did your life look like now that he's not here? Financially, now you are alone. You're taking care of two boys. Tell me a little bit about that. 
uh, everything crumbled. Like I said, had his business. Um, I had left my leadership position at a very large corporation, but he was 49 and we just didn't have things prepared for death. So, you know, the business wasn't set up to sustain without him here. Uh, We didn't have certain policies and insurance plans in place. I mean, we just really hadn't even thought about death. We barely thought about retirement. So everything crumbled. Um, My life flipped upside down in a moment. And literally, when I say I lost everything, if you talk about material, home, cars, all of the things, it was gone. And so many people asked me, you know, Elena, what are you going to do now? I know they meant you don't have a job. You're focused on your business, but what are you going to do now? Even at that time, it was, I'm going to do what God keeps telling me I'm going to do. Stay the course, do what's in my heart. But in a moment, everything was gone. And all I fought for, all like the, the main thing was, please do not let me lose my home. I have two children. This is our home. And we've been through enough hurt and change and trauma. Like, just please don't let me lose my home. And I am thankful I do have my home, but everything else gone in a moment. Life just changed like that, period. So as you're talking, I'm thinking of a Job moment in the Bible, you know, maybe not to the extreme, but you've literally lost your husband financially. You're not sure what's going to happen. And you have to figure out how to pick up the pieces that have been left behind. And so you said nine months later, you discovered something that that truly, I mean, just stuck another knife in your back. Mm-hmm. What was that? Yes. Nine months after he passed. So we're looking at August now. I discovered he had been having an affair for almost five years. You know, it's in those moments when you want to drop to your knees and just ask God, like, why? You know, how how many more beatdowns can I take? How strong do I have to be to keep climbing? Like every layer of healing and pain I thought I got through. And then there was something else. And then there was something else. And so discovering his affair was just, it was a moment that literally sucked the air out of my gut. It just punched me. And that was hard. I'd have to say coming off of him being in the ICU to having to turn the machines off, to losing everything, to healing and recovering from grief, but then to find that piece out that many months later, I wondered, why did I have to find out about it now? And and what do I do with this? That was a very, very low point for me. But when you can always look back, you can find the lessons in it. And that's what I like to focus on today is what it taught me, what were the blessings in that discovery instead of just that piece. You know, we're talking a little while ago and about forgiveness. And it's so difficult, you know, when you go through a loss like this, you know, you lose everything, but then, you know, you find out that your husband or your your wife, you know, if we have any gentlemen listening, been dishonest about who they are and and their commitment to you. I mean, that's, that's devastating. It's almost like you're getting hit one more time and you got to 
figure out how to get back up. And you said that whole year was just you're picking yourself up and you're getting knocked down and you're picking yourself up and you're getting knocked down. But because of your faith, you stayed the course. I mean, you could have easily just said, I'm done. Like you said, you just Mm -hmm. dropped to the floor and said, I'm done. I'm not, I can't do this anymore, God. But somehow, some way you found the strength to continue to move forward. So what were some of those things that motivated you to kind of push through all of those different things that you went through in that past year? Right. First, I'd have to say that I'm a firm believer in all things of not asking questions that you know you will never receive answers to. So I I went into that even at the time of his heart attack. There were people that wanted to know, like, well, was he eating bad? Was he under stress or what caused this? They were looking for the why. And there's sometimes there is no why. Sometimes the why is it's God's plan. And you have to just trust that. And Mm -hmm. even through the discovery, what motivated me was knowing that God does not make mistakes. And if I truly believed that, if I truly walk the walk, talk the talk, and believe in the faith that I say I do, this too was a point for me that I couldn't doubt his plan for my life. So the motivation to get through that betrayal and that hurt and the lies and all of that, especially after he passed away, was simply knowing that there was a reason that I needed to find out about it. There was a reason that God brought it into my life. And I had to look at some of those decisions he made were about him. They weren't about me. And I had to forgive him because if I couldn't forgive him, I would walk around with that every day and he's not even here. Hmm. So I just trusted God does not make mistakes. And that too included what I was going through in that moment. And that was the motivation that that piece was part of his life plan, but what God was laying in front of me is the plan that God now has for my life. And I could either focus on this piece that I can't change. I can't do anything about it. I can't ask those questions. No matter how many times I play it in my head, the scenario will never end up different. So I can either choose to stay stuck or I can choose to just pray to God and continue to help me forgive, help me move on, help me to just become better for some of those things that really could have broken me, but I won't, mm-hmm. I won't let them. I love that. You know, looking back, is there anything that you think you could have done differently? Because when you go through something so difficult and traumatic, and there's so many different parts and pieces to it, you start putting things together that maybe didn't make sense that are now making sense, you know, oh, that's why maybe that happened, or maybe that's why he did this, or he reacted that way. Mm -hmm. You know, is there anything that you yourself think, if I would have done this, if I would have done that, maybe? No, no, I don't think I would do anything different. When I look back, I see so many blessings that God did give us. There was a time where it was just weeks before his heart attack, 
he, I, I, we had had like a little argument or something and he came and he knelt before me. Like he literally knelt down and he asked for forgiveness. He open, openly was asking for forgiveness. And at that time, I'm thinking maybe it's because of our little, you know, our little argument, but it allowed us to have so many good weeks. We had a couple amazing weeks and that's what I choose to look at. God, God blessed us with that. Now I know what that forgiveness was that he was asking for. And God was preparing his spirit to release the lies and the hurt and the betrayal and and that part within him. And so I was thankful to God. And again, when I looked at the heart attack and still having that time in the hospital with him, that's a blessing because God didn't have to do that either. Right. Um, You know, there's so many things that it's depending on the way you look at them. I could look and I could be angry or I can look and I can be thankful and whatever it is I'm looking for, I will find. And so I choose to look at what were the blessings God was showing. He was showing us different ways. And so I I really believe that everything happens at the time God chooses in preparation for a moment yet to come. So even, even through all of that pain and the grief and the heartache, I still knew it was for a reason. So I don't believe I would change anything because God doesn't make mistakes. And I live by that. Yeah, I've never heard anything like that. But I love that that that's something that you have really stood by and believed and makes sense for you during this difficult time. So why did you think that it was important to share your story? And and not just today. I know in a lot of the personal things that you're doing in your business is about sharing your story and helping other 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 people. You know, why did you want to share? I started sharing even prior to all of this happening because when God told me I would write a book called Broken Stronger, I actually knew that Broken Stronger was going to become a way to connect people. We all have brokenness. The difference is we can look for the power that pain holds and use it for good in our lives, or we can get stuck in the pain. And that's why I chose Broken Stronger. It's important because there's so many people that are hiding behind shame, guilt, you know, not being able to forgive themselves. There's so many things that people are punishing themselves for or, or repeating in their lives that's preventing them from living the blessings that God has for them. And I do believe that is my signature quote, that healing is the foundation dreams are built upon. And if I can be an example and show people what that looks like, even through the hardest time in your life, you can still stand strong. And then why not? You know, why why let my pain go to waste? I want it to be used for something. So if women or men, you know, if they can find that surrender in God, but realize that there is pain in their power, that's when the magic truly happens. And God is giving us opportunities all the time, but it's up to us to take advantage of them. And so even, even through the year 
after my husband passed away, I wrote a book. You know, it would have been very easy for me to crawl in a hole and not shower for weeks at a time and and go into a depression and and with the financial stresses and then finding out about his affair. I mean, I could have very, very easily gotten in a dark, dark place and it would have been okay. Right. I would have understood. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, I chose to write a book. I chose to share my story. I chose to be very open about my pain. Um, I'm not ashamed of the financial struggle. You know, my power went out. Um, a car got repoed. I mean, we learn from it all. And if I could just be that pillar of brokenness turning into strength that can maybe impact one person, then it would have made my pain worth it. And that's what I feel God's called me to do. I love that. Just living with purpose, understanding that what we go through, as I've said before, is not just for us, but it's a testimony to who God is and and what he can do through us, even in the most difficult and darkest times. So one of my last questions is, have you forgiven him after all this time? Do you feel like you are in that place of that you've been healed and that you've forgiven him? Yes, I, yes, I do. And I feel I forgave fairly quickly uh, compared to, you know, what others would understand. I feel that one of the things that I repeat often is if you hold on to a belief that something shouldn't have happened, then that means you haven't forgiven it. And the way I look at his affair is who am I to say it shouldn't have happened? It did happen, Mm -hmm. but who am I to say it shouldn't have? And so since I can let that peace go, I have completely forgiven. I want him to rest in peace you know, I've moved on. I've had those discussions with him that I honor him. Uh, he was my husband. Uh, he's at peace now. I was there till the end. But with that understanding that I'm moving on and it's okay, but I've let him go. I've let that piece of it go because if I held on to that every single day, it would impact not only my life, but my children's lives and even the lives of anyone that comes into my path. If I can't let that peace go, it's going to hold me hostage for my remaining days. And that's not what God wants for me. That's right. That is so, so, so true. Uh, What final advice would you give someone that is going through something similar or has been through something like this already and just hasn't been able to forgive and let go and move on with their lives? The the main thing that I can say helps me through almost every difficult time or with forgiveness or any of that stuff I um, struggle is I really do live by don't ask the questions that you know you will never receive answers to. I feel when we do that, We are just setting ourselves up for more pain, more confusion, more heartache. And and we know those questions. We know the things that we want to keep replaying and replaying and replaying, knowing we're never going to get the answer. So to me, it's about a self-discipline to just not ask those questions, but trust that you are enough, that we all have a distinct purpose. And sometimes God gives us blessings that are dressed up in pain mm-hmm. or loss, but he he doesn't 
let anything go to waste and he doesn't do anything that is not perfect in his creation. So I choose to look at everything in that light, even the most difficult of times, I know he is still there and this too serves a purpose. And so if there's anyone out there that is holding on to, I don't know, maybe a betrayal of their own or maybe a loss that they just can't seem to get through, it's placing that faith in God and asking, what am I supposed to do with this and show me how to move forward? Like truly search for the gift and you'll find it. It just might come packaged in a different way than you ever imagined. But I do believe that there's a choice if you want to truly move forward in your life. Forgiveness is an intentional act. It doesn't come natural. You have to make that decision to want to forgive and then just ask God to keep guiding you because that's where your blessings lie. Amen. Amen. That's that's wonderful. That's a great, great way to look at it and great advice. Um, without forgiveness, obviously, we can't move forward towards anything that God has for us in the future. So before we wrap up, Ellen, I want people to know um, how they can connect with you. Obviously, you're coaching, you're mentoring. You've got this amazing new book that you've just launched. How can people connect with you on social media or even you know, be able to get their hands on Broken Stronger? The easiest way, I'm on Facebook quite a bit. So Elena Rodriguez on Facebook, both my business page and my personal page are just my name. I'm on Instagram, but my website is elena-rodriguez.com. If anybody even just wants to send me an email, it's elena at brokenstronger.life. And really, I am one of the most laid back, approachable, big hearted people. So I would love to hear from anyone, see me on Facebook, see me on Instagram, or just shoot me an email. I'd love to connect. I am definitely a testament to that. Even though we've only known each other for a couple of weeks, you definitely are an amazing woman. And I'm so happy that you have chosen to live with purpose and that you decided to forgive. I love that you've said uh, you have to forgive to live. And I love that because Mm -hmm. we do. And that is amazing, amazing advice uh, for everybody. If you want to connect with Elena, you can also reach out to us at Courageous Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. I encourage you to reach out to her. She's an amazing woman of God, has a huge heart, and I know that she is going to continue to go on and bless many, many, many people. I wish you well, Elena, and I want to thank you so much for being on the Courageous Podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, Courageous Community. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you were encouraged today. If you have a courageous story or want to connect with today's guest, email us at courageouspodcast2020 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Courageous Podcast. Until next time, continue to be strong and courageous.